All right, we're recording? Confirmed we're recording. Right. Confirmed we're recording yes. right now. All Almost right, welcome nice. everyone to the Rink Rat Report podcast. Um, we got a few little things today. I mean, there's always something to talk about, but we wanted to focus more so on the Toronto Maple Leafs this episode because we actually have some talking points. Oh, yeah. So we're going to get into a little bit of Morgan Riley, situation surrounding him. Uh, the Athletic had a Leafs fan survey. We're going to be reacting to that. A lot of a lot of questions and a lot of surprising answers from the fans. Um, a little primer to the prospects tournament and a little bit of Ilya Mikheyev. First, I wanted to get into the Morgan Riley situation. No secret right now. Morgan Riley is on a steal of a deal at five mil million dollars AAV, which he signed what, five six years ago. I can't even remember. Right at the same time. Four as or five, yeah. Around yeah. there. Yeah. I got to pull that, pull that up, exact number up. It's bad that I don't know that. But anywho, Morgan Riley currently on a very good value contract. No doubt about it. This is the last year of his deal. We're sitting here. There's been some discussions between Morgan Riley's camp and Kyle Dubas's camp. What? It was six years? It's a six, six years, yeah. That's solid. I think he's well overplayed that. Yeah. Especially, I mean, he has he had a seventy-two point campaign in that yes, yeah. time. But let's get into it. so. Anyways, so last year of his deal, there's been some discussions. So I've seen a lot of tweets. What do you do with Morgan Riley? And I put up a poll on Instagram, on our story. I'll be revealing the results of that on this episode as well. And it's the question's been brought up a lot. What do you do with Morgan Riley? Do you trade him? Do you extend him? Or do you keep them? It's, t- it's tough. But it's go a on. tough situation, yeah. So um, I was obviously, before the end of last season, I was very much in the camp that the Leafs should trade Morgan Riley. And I was kind of in that camp maybe like during the last season as well when he was still had another year on his deal, kind of just to get ahead of it. But uh, since then, it's only a small sample, but Morgan Riley looked really, really good in the playoffs and looked like the defenseman that we, we kind of needed. And so I've kind of changed my tune on it. Um, right now with the makeup of the team, the makeup of the roster, how close we are to, to training camp. I don't know if it makes sense to trade Morgan Riley right now. If you're going to do it like within the next two weeks before training camp would be the time to do it because you'd, you'd think that if you're going to trade Morgan Riley, you're going to get a piece back that's going to play on your, on, on your roster and ha- kind of not having him for that piece for training camp just doesn't really make sense to me. So if you do want to trade Morgan Riley, first of all, you need to get something back. And obviously, so exactly, exactly. So if, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen soon. So I personally, I'm okay. If it doesn't happen, I'm okay with it. I, I think let's ride on Morgan Riley this year and let's see where we go because it's not like we're, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, it's, it's not like we're a bubble team here. I think we are again, a top four team in our division, arguably in our conference. Our, we have a strong division, but we, we, we should, we should make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And like, let's let's just ride it out, you know. Let's see how let's see where it goes. It worked with Freddie Anderson. It, it, it I guess, I don't know, it worked with yeah. Zach Hyman. I guess, right? Like, they did well for us, and I, I think we're it's still in a great situation, even though we didn't trade those guys. Same thing with Bozak. Same thing with James. Like, we're still in a good position. It's not like we maybe we could have been in a better position. Uh, who, who's to say? But I'm 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 okay keeping Morgan Riley for now. He's he's just like kind of. It feels like he's almost the heart and soul. At least, at least for the from the fans' perspective, is he the longest tenured? He's lead? the longest tenured tenured Leaf right now. He's been around for seven, eight, almost nine years. Wow. Yeah, I think you since got that twenty twelve was mm-hmm. when they drafted him. He didn't play in that first year, but then he played every year after. Yeah, that, the year after right? the collapse was his first year, and I think he got a little bit of time with Jake Gardner in that first year too, which is fun. But <laughs> it's a fun memory. I was at, when I was going through the airport. It was a big Toronto mural. And for the Leafs, it was a nice big picture of Jake Gardner <laughs> with uh, young William Nylander behind him. Oh, I, I thought love that, that was pretty funny. But yeah, but yeah, Morgan. So Riley you're in the camp. Stays. Just wait. He stay. No, but you're in the camp of uh, wait and see. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, if shit hits the fan, like yeah, I he's mean, out, right? But if if we're like if everything goes how we think it's going to go, I d- I don't think he's going to get traded unless there's some. Like unless like a glorious mm-hmm. opportunity presents itself for Kyle Dubas midway through the season, I just don't see it. I one hundred percent agree. Yeah. I mean, unless they're not 
making the playoffs this year or something of some sort, which highly doubt that happens. Knock, knock on, on wood. wood. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they 100% need Morgan Riley in the lineup. I'm going to go through each of the options. Number one, they trade him, which on our poll that we had, 30.22% of people said trade him beginning of the year. Interesting. And there is a drag like pull t- a tweet if you can, I don't know, if you're able to pull it up and find it. And he was talking about what to do with Morgan Riley. It's, oh, if you trade for Morgan, with, trade Morgan Riley at the beginning of this offseason, um, you give another, send him to another team that's contending kind of thing. You get back a player that's 80% of Morgan Riley for, that has a couple more years on his deal there. Would you be, I think he was trying to justify that, right? Okay, whatever. I mean, if you trade Morgan Riley, you what are you going to get? Like prospects, picks? And that's where I'm saying no. 100% trading Morgan Riley is an, is, would be an awful decision. You're going for it right now. You're not going to be able to get a return of a player that is going to be able to replace Morgan Riley and play as well as Morgan Riley. Trading a defenseman, a hockey trade would be trading him for a forward, right? Or like, why would a team just trade? I don't know. It, it, it feels weird to me. Like, are, is Dallas going to trade us John Klingberg for Morgan Riley? I'd be more than happy with that. But why would Dallas make that deal? You have, really have to think like, why would any other team make that trade unless it's a def, a defenseman for a forward mm-hmm. of some sort, right? When you look at all these hockey trades, it's always something like that. If we're doing trading Morgan Riley for a guy with a defenseman with term to a team that's going for it, right? Why would we want a guy in the lineup that's going to be 80% of Morgan Riley now? Someone commented on on one of our answers. They were saying, like, what's the window? Two years kind of thing? And I was saying, like, well, to think about it, the window is now. You can't say, oh, our window is three years. It is exactly three years. We have no idea what is going to be happening a year from now. Nevertheless, mid-season from now. Half of our defensemen could get injured in that time. Half of our forwards could get injured in that time. The NHL could fold for all we freaking know. Right? Yeah. So it, it's, it's, it just doesn't make sense to me. You, your window is right now this year. You need to go with for it right now this year. And you need to ice the optimal lineup for this year. Screw two years from now. Screw a year from now. You know who else made a trade where the GM thought it made sense? Where they were trading a pretty, a very good player, actually, that didn't have too many years left on his contract for a pretty good player, a solid player, that had more years left on his contract. To be exact, it was two years left for a player that had four years left. Was that... Brendan Saad for Artemi Panarin. How did yeah. that work out? That did not work out. It great. did not. Trading an elite player and getting two years out of him, to me, is greater than trading a good player or a solid player. Brendan Saad had 30 goals in Columbus, sure. But you got four years of Brendan Saad, and by the end of it, in his last year, they traded him for Nikita Zadorov. Yeah. Zadorov, they got a third for Zadorov. They ended up getting fleeced for him, too, kind of. Like, because he went on and still did. Well, he was incredible in Columbus, too. It wasn't like that. The first 32 games of the year, you're all right. You yeah, sorry, anyway. sorry, yeah. Uh, but, sorry, go ahead. I, I, just, I forgot, beginning of the episode, I forgot to introduce you. That's all good. No Josh, Josh is in no here. No Josh this yeah, episode. Just me. forgot to mention that. Yeah. Oh, but well. I'm going to go so back to, so you were mentioning the drag, like, full tweet. He, so you kind of tried to rationalize it by saying, if you make a Morgan Riley trade, you're not getting, like, you're not going to get someone... Uh, that makes the that ma- will make value. Toronto better, yeah. Which is what are you going to get, Brendan Dillon? But if that's the case, like I don't, don't want Brendan Dillon for Morgan Riley. Exactly, and if that's the case, just don't do the trade. But his his like I'll I'll present his whole argument to make yeah. it fair for him. Well, so he said if this um, is at drag like pull at on drag Twitter? like pull, yeah. And we're not like calling. Right. Him, we're no. just we're just I'm using just bringing it, as, it up. Exactly. It was it was a point that I saw. Mm-hmm. So he said, let's say hypothetically, any Riley trade makes Toronto worse this year. Okay, Riley increases Toronto's chance of winning the cup this year by X percentage. Let's give it 2%, okay? Uh, let's say they can trade Riley for a player who's 80% as good, plus futures, and they keep that player for four years. Would you want to do it? Like, I guess, I don't, I don't know if there's more. T- so is Toronto better off with that 2% this year than whatever you can do with the with $5 million in UFA next summer or are better off with the 1.6% player they get for the next four years? And, like, I just, 
I don't know. It's such a it's such a dice roll. It, it really is. When you look at it from a management perspective, when mm-hmm. you look at it from an owner's perspective, if you have a chance to go for it, you go for it. Yeah. It just makes no financial dis- sense. No financial sense to just keep it delaying and delaying and delaying and delaying. Eventually, you have to jump in. Yeah. I know the water's cold. You got to jump in, though. Yeah. And like when you keep thinking about it, there's always going to be that prospect that you want, that pick that you want, that whatever that you want. And it's going to be scary to leverage yourself to go for it. But at, at some point, you have to do it. Mm-hmm. The Leafs have tried to do it for the past, what, seriously tried to do it for the past like three years or so? I think, how many first rounds have they picks have they given up? Uh, like, I think they've only, almost all of them, the only one they got back was for Pittsburgh. Last, one they, the, last time they picked in the first round was Rasmus Sandin 2018. So that would be 2019, the Carolina deal. Yeah. I believe some of that. 2020. They they shipped was, it away, uh, but they got 2019 might have been, I can't even remember who cares. But 2019, 2020, and 2021. Mm-hmm. All gone. All and, gone. And years before we trade our second round picks. Make too. a push yeah. in the playoffs. And they've come very they've come as close as mm-hmm. you can yeah. each time, but shit happens. Yeah. So I, I guess his argument just boils down to like he said at the end, if you can get like the, a return for Seth Jones, Boquist, a first and a second, um, the least would come out ahead and like uh, sure but sure, I, I disagree I, it's so, but it's also so tough to find another team who's willing to do that there's how only, long is how far away is Boakfast from be, from being Morgan Riley exactly. kind of thing yeah how many more years left on Mitch Marner Austin Matthews William Neal Anders contracts do you have yeah. how many more years left of John Tavares in his prime do you have how many more years left of Jack Campbell your 1A 1B at 165 do you have left yeah like, are Much, we just yeah. gonna? Are, is the is the fan base expected to wait another few years? The yeah. reason Columbus did that deal is because this year does not matter. Mm-hmm. They could come so far down in last place, it would not make any difference at all. It's better for them. They're rebuilding <laughs> yeah. exactly. Like it, yeah. this year is a write off. Let the young guys learn, kind of thing. They're not contending for the Stanley Cup. Yeah. The one thing I'll say though, the only way I can see Morgan Riley get traded, like you said, is it's it's got to be for a forward, right? And it's and we have to get and a better there forward. There has to be a defenseman. Another move for a defenseman. The only the reason game. why I think they wouldn't. The only reason why they, I think they would end up making that move is what I was trying to get to is that you have this young kid on lefty who's hopefully now he's shocked you in the first forty games and you're confident with That's him. Rasmus Sandin. Rasmus and Rasmus Sandin and you're willing right. to move Morgan Riley. That's the only scenario I can see where Morgan Riley so gets that moved. That brings us to our second point: mm-hmm. is the extend him part. Yes, and people always seem to forget when it's oh extend this guy. I've seen, I've even seen why have the Leafs not extended Rasmus Sandin yet? Why has is X not extended yet? Kind of thing. Like, do you think the like the player wants money? <laughs> yeah, they don't want to. Do you think they're just gonna the year before they're supposed to get an opportunity, a full time opportunity in the lineup out of camp, which they have not yet. They have not yet done so. They're, they're just going to sign an extension on a discount. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that doesn't make what? sense. And if you think about it, years ago, a couple, few years ago, weren't a lot of people, probably me as well, I can't, might have a tweet or so saying it, but a lot of people were probably clamoring for Travis Dermott in the last year of yeah. his ELC to be signed the summer before. Mm-hmm. How much would have that cost you? Minimum three and a half, four mil. Travis Dermott just signed one and a half yeah. by two. He wouldn't have got less that than That could two. bite you yeah. in the ass. You have no idea what you have fully in Rasmus Sandin, mm-hmm. right? Like, it, what it's going to cost you, the, if, if the Leafs approach his agent and go, we want to extend you right now, it's going to be minimum five to six years, and it's going to be minimum three and a half, four million dollars. No shot I do that. Like, yeah. that's just the biggest dice yeah. roll. It could yeah. work out. But Rasmus, but yeah, you could fall on it. You never know. In the history of the NHL, how yeah. many players with, what, less than 50 regular season games of experience have been signed to an extension like that. None. None. Right. None. You have to, it's unfortunate. Curl cap the is off. A, the, yeah. Maybe. The AAV. No, he was 56. He was oh, over okay. 50. He was over 50. Year. Okay. Yeah. But the AAV is just going to keep rising and rising, yeah. rising. Unfortunately, if he plays well, but we have to see it first. Yeah. You have to show me something in order for the, the team to dish out some money. But however, we got out way off topic there. Yeah. The point against extend Morgan Riley, it's going to cost you a minimum seven, eight mil. Yeah. I think minimum seven and a half is he's not signing for a dollar less than that right now. Doesn't look like it. And I think it's 
honestly, like I feel like it's might be. I know people would want him to be extended. Like if he was going to stay, we'd want him to. Like Dubis, honestly, he said it. He said it at the end of the year that if we're either keeping Morgan Riley and extending him, or he's getting traded, he pretty much said that almost point blank. I remember that. He I almost said that. it point blank. So honestly, I think it was something around that. Around that. But yeah. I feel like so much can change in in accordance to the cap and like the 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 market for defensemen in the over the next year that I think it's just better right now to I know people are gonna hate this but just wait and see have to wait we just got to be patient also, I like, believe Morgan Riley has the same agent as Dougie Hamilton interesting look how much Dougie Hamilton got yeah he, do you think his agent's just gonna roll over yeah six mil yeah sign sign the six by eight sure would you sign Morgan Riley six by eight right now I think mm, I would I would yeah yeah I think I would I think yeah. that's a pretty good AAV I think the yeah Cap's gonna go up pretty soon. Like great defenseman, I think I, I think I would do it. Yeah. The only reason, yeah, the only reason why I, I, I just think honestly, I would if I was Leafs management, and I was in control of the situation. I would just, I know it's risky. I would just wait and see. Exactly. I would just wait. So thirty-eight point one three percent, which is the highest, mm-hmm. said extend him. Okay. Seventeen point nine nine, which is the the party I'm in agreement agreeance in agreeance with. Is you have to wait and see. I think that's the one that makes the wait most sense. Wait and see what yeah. you have in Rasmus Sandin. Wait and see how Morgan Riley actually plays this mm-hmm. year. You, like and trade, you're not getting a good value. Signing him, I don't think you're getting good value either. Yeah. And right now, here's the thing: if we let's let's say hypothetically we do trade him, we get a forward because again, like, there, there's no realistic trade that we make where we win and we get a defenseman back, right? I think yeah. that's fair to say. So let's say we do trade I can't him. Think of anyone. Let's no. say we get a forward, whatever, whoever X forward, whoever it is. What happens if we have an injury to our like to one of our defenders? Like, uh, let's say like to, you'd you'd have to thrust either Travis Dermott or Rasmus Sandin into a position that they're a little bit unfamiliar. Absolutely. Travis Dermott has the more experience, but they're if you, unfamiliar. If I'd you say, trade Morgan it? Riley, he plays in the top. He's, Dermott's uh, Dermott or Sandin are in the top four already, right? Exactly. So now you have Dermott and Sandin. You're probably gonna have both of them in your top four, and then you're gonna have Lilligan as your fifth best defenseman. If, if an injury were to occur to like Muzzin or Brody or what, like Hall yeah. even, um, Brody's your your sorry, Lilligan's your fifth best defenseman, and who's your sixth defenseman? Like uh, it'd be awful. We 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 would be getting crushed. And th- th- again, we said this all. Yeah, we said this all last year. We said this over this off season. Well, this is the best our defense score has ever been. Exactly. Let's ro- let's roll with it. Let's roll with it. And let's see. So I think we're both in agreement. Yeah. You have to wait and see. It. It's unfortunate. I mean, it's not hot take media here. It's not. Lock it in. This is, Put a big stamp reasons. on it. Wait we gave our reasons. Yeah. We gave our reasons why we would do each, but mm-hmm. wait and see. How much credence do you put into the rumor that the Leafs were kicking tires on P.K. Subban? I don't know. I'd say uh, 1%. I'd say 1%, but I, I also feel like that's a guy that Dubis has liked, and I, I feel like around the league, Probably. he, he like, seems like a little New undervalued. Jersey has to pay us. Yeah, like we'd have to be getting a second round pick back or something. Yeah, because his even at four and a half million dollars, his cap hit is still like That's if you were expensive. to get it retained fifty percent, that cap, cap hit is still expensive. a little rich. But he still, I think he still has some juice left. I think he's that like is. he's yeah. definitely he could like he's playing the media yeah. properly. Yeah, like he does. I feel like he's posting the Instagram stories mm-hmm. of him shirtless and working <laughs> out. It's like, dude, but like that's not the issue with your game. Yeah. the issue is you're a dummy with the puck. <laughs> but I, I still um, think he could contribute potentially. Like I don't know if he. He'd probably do a lot better in like a lot less minutes. It'd be like, I'd love to have him on the team, but I just don't. I don't think it's I one percent. I, uh, I just less, I, I can't see yeah. how it would work out. Yeah, kind of thing. Like we would have to give up way too much in salary. Like we would have to give like in already salary. To, yeah, yes, I know. What you four mean. and a half million dollars is That's what crazy. we'd have to match with, and like yeah. going through. Okay, That's so the max. Too. Yeah, and people like, forget when you give you're you're not just like we don't have guys you can just cap dump. We're giving away roster players like like NHL level players when we do that, right? So it's like how much is that going to benefit us in the future? It's, exactly. Like with yeah. New Jersey taking John Tavares, even then I wouldn't want. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I. It's want like that. yeah, I wouldn't. I I John Tavares new stick. He's gonna be stud this year. Oh, yeah, I have no. I have stud. the <laughs> utmost confidence in John Tavares for yeah. at least one to two more years, yeah. and for him to be. Minimum like sixty points for three or four more years. Yeah, yeah. But who and again, who knows when players yeah. age? He's the type of guy who take care takes care of his body too. Yeah, Maybe he's, he's a Tom Brady of the NHL. I'm a party know. animal. I think he'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, but I think all right. Lock Morgan it in. Riley's Put situation. a big stamp on it. Just wait, wait and see. Wait it out. Kind of the thing. most boring 
<laughs> Wait so, it out. We're going for it. I honestly, know. it makes the most sense. Like, look, we talked about it. We gave our points. Guys, if you want to try and rebuttal us, go for it. Hit us in the Send hit us, us in the DMs. Hit exactly. us on the comment section. But I feel like that's the most – it's the best best way to handle this situation and approach exactly. it. So another Leafs rumor that was out there, pretty strong uh, backing to it in Elliot Friedman, is uh, Ilya Mikheyev. Apparently at the end of the year, he was not happy with his ice time. He asked – the team for a trade and the trade and the team said we are not willing to accommodate this. Joe Thornton's gone, Zach Hyman's gone, and there was one more left wing I can't remember. There's probably or maybe that was it. But either way, Hyman Thornton gone. There is a need on the left side there. Ilya Mikheyev is going to be playing third line left side, possibly second line left side. What do you think of this? I think this was uh more of like an agent move to say, "Hey, give us, give my guy more ice time." It's in, it's in his con. If I remember, yeah. it's in his contract year, so he's he's looking to get yep. paid a little bit more next year. He's a, or no, sorry, yes, and he's a, he's a UFA next year too. So if he's not going to get, if he's getting like third, fourth line minutes on the Leafs, I and I and yeah, I'm Ilya Mikhaev, I'm not happy because I'm walking into my UFA deal where I just saw Zach Hyman, where I just saw these other guys get paid. A, a boatload of money and i i want get i want some of that action i want to get some of that right so he's he i, I think that's a more of a play from his agent just oh, to yeah. try and get him more ice he time he is also here remember what his asking was going into arbitration last year wasn't it like it upwards was of two high. three i think it was like three yeah that's... it was very high in the team uh brought forth one mm-hmm. i want to say yeah and then they settled on i think 1.64 yeah so the, the outside of arbitration mm-hmm. so you can tell there Ilya Mikheyev and his age and higher, like they value themselves a little bit higher than what the Leafs think they are. Yeah, you just went through a year. You didn't get. You got okay minutes, fourteen thirty. I want to say, not put in the best position to score goals and such. But then again, he can't score. He sucks <laughs> doing so. Yeah. So I could see why. You know, he's like, hey, like, I want out. I want to play a little bit more, or at least drum up a little bit of noise. Hey. Let, play me a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, give me another chance, honestly. I'm unhappy kind of thing. I think that's a chance. Yeah, I think that's what he was, like, going for. I don't, I don't know how that much. That makes sense. Yeah. And, um, like, again, because how. Danny obvi- Milstein loves his clients. Yeah. Loves them to the end. Yeah. Right? So we saw and we've seen him partying with his clients all summer. <laughs> and, like, if you if you have him on Instagram, he reposts every single one of his clients on his stories. And yeah. like, he. He's his, he's his client's he's play, number yeah, one fan. Yeah, yeah. So if Ilya McKayev even expressed a little bit of displeasure with the Leafs, he was probably on their ass yeah. for it. And that's good. That's what the so, agent. That's what an agent that's is supposed the agent's to do, right? Job. And I also wonder how much this is like uh, Ilya McKayev, like getting like KHL. You get so much. You get paid a lot, a lot more. Like guys like him, I think would get paid a lot more because the, the KHL does dedicate, uh, I think, more of their revenue to the salary cap. They're willing to pay guys. It's I don't think overall you make more. more in the KHL unless it's like cash in the dressing room. Depends what team. It's probably what it is, but if he's going to Scott <laughs> kind of thing, maybe cash, cash, cash. Yeah. But I think the ability to yeah, they have the ability to make more in the NHL overall mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. But but if he's only going to get paid one, I feel like he just want he'll just want to go home. You know what I mean? So yeah. and like I I feel like he's the type of guy who's looking to get a like what we gave Andreas Janssen a couple of years ago, we gave Kasperi Kapp and those guys, like that's the kind of deal. What those we guys gave. actually put up points. Yeah. Louis McKayev is yet to And both so. those guys left and didn't really, I guess Kapanen did a little bit last year. He did year okay, he points, but, but... Mango was brutal this, this was past year. He awful. was awful. He was complete. He was below replacement level yeah. awful. Yeah. But, but, yeah, I think we're in agreement there. Mm-hmm. I mean... I'm, I'm, he's a decent player. He has a need on the team. I don't want to see him go because it's only yeah. going to be for like a fourth round pick. Yeah. Third round pick, maybe. We don't need that right now. I don't think the return that you're getting for Ilya Mikheyev is going to be worth what he'll actually provide to the team. Yeah. So keep him around. Try to keep him as happy as you can. And I, I wonder how much this also says about... I Obviously, he didn't say Dubas didn't say that he doesn't like his other players, but the fact that he was like so willing to keep Mikhaev is a little interesting. I wonder if that means where they uh, just flat out said no, we're not accommodating this trade request. Yeah, yeah. Like I wonder if there's any anyone else like who they're like more considering of moving before the season. I don't know. Like I'm hint- I'm saying like if anyone Kerfoot, but like this is I can't really see because they have a major need on the left side, yeah. right? They went out and they got Bunting, who can play left wing. They went out and got Nick Ritchie, who I believe can play left wing. Yeah. Andre Kasha can also play both sides kind yeah. of thing. Like, They need that speed from Ilya Mikheyev. He really 
does have a role on the team. Unfortunately, in the last two playoffs, he has been poo-poo. But he does bring a need, and hopefully he, we can see that in the playoffs next yeah. year. Yeah, he's right. just got. I think he's just got to take the season to refine his, just refine himself, be a little bit reset. better. Reset. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think a good reset would be good for him. I mean, especially last he missed so much time with that wrist injury, yeah. and it was, I think, a bit apparent. I don't know. Yeah, it's also, yeah. Tough time. It's funny. He he couldn't bury on a good chance for his life yeah. this year, but it, all of his goals were pretty garbage. Like yeah. just from far out, just a shot that went through a screen and Yeah. I honestly can't I have no Ilya Mikhaev goals that are sticking out. There was head. one that he just sent it to the net from the blue line. Mike Smith didn't really see it and just slipped through. It was Love like, it. Love it. Okay. Tell but him you can't th- score a two on one. Rewatch that replay a thousand times and just do whatever he did again. Like just pretty throw much. it on net. Yeah, I feel like his biggest issue is confidence. Like he just wants more playing time. And Honestly, figuring out how to score. Exactly. Like, yeah. I feel like the if at he, times he was an offensive zero. Yeah. On the ice, but I, defensively, he's, he's, I think he's pretty solid. When coming back from his wrist injury, how much did he play with Matthews, Marner, or like Tavares? Do you remember? I honestly can't. This recall. season, he played a bit with Tavares. And how did he? I, I remember him not look like. Um, from what I remember, time, him playing with the top six, he doesn't look good. He is yeah. very inconsistent. It, it was because like, he doesn't have that scoring ability. Mm-hmm. So there's times, that, and he's not physical. So there's times out there where it just looks like he's out for a skate. Yeah. Right. But yeah. there are times that where he does a very good job of breaking up passes. He's pretty good on the four check. He uses that speed, but there are other times where it's apparent this man forgot how to play hockey. Yeah. Right. I, I just remember a couple of times feeling more confident in Kerfoot, who I didn't like on that line. Than he was Mikhail. very inconsistent also. Yeah. So, well, whatever. Hopefully we can sort that out as the season goes on. But, and honestly, I, I want to keep Mikai, but I like him. He's like, he's a fun player to watch. Like, at, at his best at his best yes when he performs he's he's so much fun because he yeah. darts around the ice he's kind of sometimes plays a bit a little bit annoying always on you not in the pest in the way that he's gonna tur- like you're gonna want to turn around and punch he's him but he's just like pest. he's a fly just trying to swat him away exactly. it's like how is this guy still on me it's like exactly so let's yeah hopefully hopefully he can take a step right like that's what we're hoping exactly. everyone on this team can do is just take that step especially right? him i mean how do you, he had less points last year six less points last year than his rookie year in 15 less games, I believe wow. that is. Wow. 15, yeah. And he had more goals in his rookie year as well. Yeah. I remember he scored a bunch in that, that early, early Eight and start. 39 versus 7 and 54 this year. Weird, but we'll see. We'll Hopefully see he bounces happens. back. Shooting Hopefully percentage gods, bless him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. All let's right. now just a quick primer to the prospect tournament. And I did see Corey Pronman gave his list for one player to watch in each camp, Will Scouch, who I posted on our story, came out with his list of the Leafs prospect pyramid. I just wanted to get your thoughts. What's one player from the Leafs prospect tournament that you're most excited to watch? I I, I feel like it's got to be Rasmus. Or sorry. Oh, my gosh. Nick Robertson. Robertson. <laughs> yeah. he, that was the Corey Pronman's yes. one player to watch. So, And the only re- the, the reason why is because this, like, you, we, as Leafs fans, we were, we're hungry for this guy to get in the NHL. We want him. He's, he's like, cusp. he's exactly like we just, t- we just went, spent 10 minutes talking about how we need a left winger who can play in the top six. Like, if, if anyone in our prospect pulls that guy and is going to be ready for it, it's Nick Robertson. And uh, I, I, who was, someone was posting tweets. They were posting gifts of the, um, mini scrimmage that the least prospects were having having. oh the least put it yeah oh i didn't know that i thought i thought it was a reporter but and he even though it was like he had a hat trick the first scrimmage and a goal in the second he looked nasty he's like obviously you're not playing against like top high-end competition this is like these are prospects but he looked great just the way he was moving up and down the ice his lateral movement looked really good shifting left and right uh, east west he he just looked great and like he's got we know he has a monster of a shot so i'm just that's the guy I'm watching and I'm not expecting to be like blown, blown away. I'd be like, wow, like, all right. Like I'm not going to overreact to how he plays against prospects, but h- seeing him take a step is going to be something that I would be amazing. Like, I think I'll, I'll probably overreact yeah. to it. Yeah, I know we I have to, obviously we're going to overreact to it, but, I'm, but yeah, <laughs> I'll try uh, and be 100%. sound. He's yeah. on, he's on the cusp. I've gotten a lot of questions. Do you think he makes the opening night roster? I do not think so. However, I think by mid season, it's going to be, apparent that we need this guy in the lineup yeah. i don't know who he's going to be replacing maybe some injuries kind of thing to get a test taste of what he's like but i almost feel like he's the first man up from the marlies i and and honestly like he should be because he is a waiver exempt and we have a lot of guys on like, yeah exactly. who are like it and like as a tactical like 
roster management type of move, he should be the first guy up. If uh, Additionally, on yeah. this roster, there is no Rodian Amarov. He is in the KHL. There's no Matthew Nyes. He is in the NCAA right now with his team. There's a few other guys who it's the same sort of thing. They're uh, not, with the, not with the prospect tournament because they're with the respective overseas teams like Roni, Roni Irvinen, Topi Nimalar. They've all started their year. They're not going to be there. But an interesting player that I'm going to be targeting. Let's hear it. I think Alex Steves, he had a monster scrimmage as well. One goal in the first one. Um, and then a hat trick in the second one again. He's shown that he's, he's got a pretty good shot. He's, a, he's an older player for this tournament. He's two years older than Nick Robertson, obviously. So if he dominates, it's not going to be like, oh, God, watch out for Alex Steves. But he is a pretty good prospect. He was a free agent signing. I'd like to see more of what we saw in the scrimmage there from him. Um, another guy that I really wanted to target to Mikhail Abramov, obviously very skilled player, but Ty Voigt. Ty Voigt's a very interesting one to me. He was a fifth-round pick of this last year's draft. Brock Otten, who's a writer from McKean's, was gung-ho on him saying if there was an OHL season this year, he would have been a second-round pick. Huh. Extremely skilled player, very, very good passer as well. Didn't get to play last year at all, so didn't get to showcase anything, not even at the U18s. He wasn't at that tournament. And the Leafs got him in the fifth round. I feel like with some more exposure, we can really start to see some value from that draft pick. I know he's going to be on the younger side of players there, but I'm be very interested to see what he can do in this tournament. Yeah. Any other ones you got on there? Or? Um, not really. I'm not the I. I I like the Alex Steves pick. Yeah, uh, he is. He's another guy who is all yeah. over all over the twitters. My other one, and, Keith yeah. Petruzzilli. Interesting. Third round pick to Detroit a few years ago. Played four years at Quinnipiac. Was not signed by Detroit. I believe they were in the talks for an entry level deal, but it just never got done. But he's on an AHL contract with the Marlies. He put up very good numbers with Quinnipiac last year. I'm not going to pretend to know a whole ton about him, other than where he was drafted, his yeah. height, and his numbers kind of thing. So it'll be interesting to see what he can do at the prospect tournament here. I, I have a fleeting suspicion he's going to be in the ECHL this year just because you have Hutchinson in the AHL, you have uh, Joseph Wool in the AHL there, you have Eric Kalgren who you just signed from overseas. It's, it's log-jammed. Yeah. So we'll see. He's a goalie, by the way, for those that... Keith Petruzzilli is a goalie. Sorry. No, My apologies. Okay. Yes. I was wondering. I was like, wait. I was, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Keith Petruzzilli, yeah, like the goalie. Correct. I like that. Yeah. It's going to be fine. I forgot the Marlies or the Growlers are back. That's going to be great. Yes. That's going to be great After for our development. No, no hockey last year. Yeah. Other two names I'm just going to throw. I'm not going to go right. into any more detail. Uh, Dura Guchinsev and yes. Abramov, the two Russians. Very skilled players. Hopefully they can put on a show there. Yeah. Uh, I've heard yeah. so much talk about like just SZA over the over time. I had no idea, no idea he was still only twenty years old. I thought he was like starting to get to the age where he's like, okay, he's, this guy's uh, got to. He's twenty. I, I'm looking at it right now. He's birthday September. Two thousand born. Oh, so oh, you know, he turns twenty one tomorrow. There <laughs> we go. <laughs> but still, he still seems like so much younger than I remember him being. I thought we drafted him so much longer. I'm, because I'm ex- so many people were talking about him in his draft year. Yeah. So like, it depends on when a player starts being put on notice yes. that you feel like he's aging a lot more. Like mm-hmm. Timothy Logren is a 99 born. He's this, he's born in the same year as Alex Steves. Yeah. That's why people are like, Oh, he's 29. He's a bust. He's a bust. <laughs> it's like, yeah, because he's played with the Marlies for this is going to be his fifth year. Yeah. Like you, you've heard of, and you've watched him for so long. That it feels like he's so old, but he came to us when he was just a baby. Yeah. So that's yeah. why. Wasn't he SDA was drafted the same year as Robertson. Correct. No, year no, before. Year before, okay. 2018. Oh, okay. So same same year as uh, Sandin. Ah, okay, okay. Third okay. round pick. Yes. Corey Pronman had him ranked in the first round. I think a few other people did as well. Wow. So that's why he got so much attention so early. Okay. But that makes sense. Moving along, let's cool. get into it. The athletic cool. fan survey. Yeah, the athletic fan survey. So the athletic put out a, a post. James Myrtle put out an article uh, yesterday, two days ago, depending on when you're listening to this, a week ago. Um, just going through, they did, they put out a survey. There was over 5,000 responses. Um, there was different questions varying from 
how you feel about management to how you feel about the team in general, how do you feel about individual players, um, and just your general just feelings on everything that's kind of going on with the Leafs. So let's we're gonna kind of do our own little mini version of it, I guess, and we're gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna present Joe the questions and. And he's going to give me his answer on a scale of one to 10 or whatever the options I give him as. And then we're going to go back and we're going to look at what the 5,000 responses had to say about it. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. You ready Let's to get go? into it. You got the questions in front of you. I got the questions in front of me. So the first one, the first three, I'm going to clump together. Um, and uh, they're basically just your general confidence. How you, f- how optimistic are, are you about the current lease management. It's kind of weird that they divided Dubas and Brendan Shanahan yeah. because it's like, how do you know what Shanahan's doing versus Dubas is doing? Like, yeah. I, I see some people speculate, but it's like you don't, you don't know. You don't know. So let, let we're just gonna clump it all together and we're gonna do management. So how do we feel about the management team on a scale of one to ten? Right now, how do I feel? Give them an eight. Eight. Yeah, that's fair. That's like consensus was around seven eight. So. What percentage was 22 percent of the votes were eight. Twenty two point three of the percent of the votes were seven, and then it just kind of okay. So about forty descended. On, there's yeah. you're gonna get some jabronis putting one percent. If you feel that way, sure, go ahead. But I, I mean, I, I, I get not it. One, but like the Nick Foligno giving up that much for Nick Foligno yes. was a little bit crazy. Um, I could see some people complaining about the insurance pickups that we saw mm-hmm. there in yep. David Riddick. Yep. Uh, ben Hutton, fifth round pick, did dick all with the yeah. Leafs, and then. Uh, might be missing one, but yeah, those two players especially, and it just were like Riley ben Nash. Hutton's Riley Nash. But that was a oh, seventh. That's Honestly, seven. that's a seventh, and we like needed him to get cap to compliant <laughs> for the playoffs. Also, abuse the cap. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but yeah, but like those insurance pickups were kind of skeef. Sh- um, putting Riley Nash in in the playoffs was a little bit weird there as yeah. well. Some of the, yeah, I mean, I don't know. So. I can kind of see it. Not really. One is a little bit too harsh, man. Yeah. Like, I, I'd, I'd give them a nine and they're, I would a nine. Uh, yeah, because I think they've done everything right. Other than honestly, just the Foligno trade is the only thing I have an issue with. And we've talked about that before, but I can't get mad at a team for wanting to go for it. If you're going to give a first, if you want, you want to compete. You're giving a first round pick for a good player. Yeah. I get it. He's not the greatest player, but you think he's a player that's good enough to help your team. It helped to improve the lineup. Fair. However, a first and two fourths is a lot. It's rich. Is it's rich. It's rich. <laughs> it really is. That's that's the only way to put it. So, um, so for the fan survey, I, I like the percentages I just gave you. That was confidence in Dubis for Brendan Shanahan. A little bit more confident. I find that a little funny because, like, I like we said, there's no they operate under the same you body. Don't like Dubis's glasses. Exactly. <laughs> um, there's also one. Here, let's just let's let's pitch this one to you. How do you feel about the scouting department? One to ten. Uh, pro scouting department primarily um, amateur it says in the brackets okay primarily amateur i i would say upwards of eight nine yeah around there so seven eight again is the most popular seven percent seven was 21 percent eight you're gonna see that with a lot of 18 yeah that's the people don't no one really goes 10 nine is a little bit too much eight seven is probably the range and i think that's fair i think that's yeah, fair Mate, honestly on the upper echelon of that in terms yeah. of the amateur scouting department the pro scouting department, it's like, uh, I mean, we haven't really seen any of them hit on. Yeah. Have they really, in recent memory, have they hit on any, like, cheap signings that were very good? Similar to, like, think about, like, Mason Raymond. Here, 45 if, points, 1 mil. If David Comp hits, they're a 10. Their pro scouting is a 10. Oh, if David Comp becomes a <laughs> new Phil to know they're, they're 12. Um, but that one is poo-poo. I cannot think of any. Like, yeah. So like, pro- think of like, old ones like Mason Raymond, 45 points. P.A. Parento was oh, yeah. signed for Holy absolute uh, poots. Like, but there's now an ability to see that in Michael Bunting, 950. Yeah. David Comp for whatever he is, one and, one and, and a half. half. Peter Morazic, 3.8. Like, yeah. Nick Ritchie even. We'll see. The opportunity is there. We'll yeah. see. The opportunity is there, but in terms of the pro scouting, I would say seven-ish. Yeah. I think pro scouting would seven, be a little bit less than amateur scouting. and. But they have the ability in terms of for what they just did, nine for me soon. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. That's fair. Pump the brakes on it, but they have the ability to increase that yeah. much. Scale of one to ten, confidence in Sheldon Keefe after 103 games as a Leafs head coach. I mean... The last two play, uh, I don't know, 
Seven. Seven. Six. Seven's the most popular again. Thirty percent. Six, seven-ish. Um, seven. and according to last year, um, like they they ran the sim- similar poll last year, and yeah. apparently it's gone down significantly. So. I would um, say so as well. I thought he would conf- improve. Yeah. I thought he would improve a lot more. He kind of stagnated as like a terrific yeah. regular season performance, but just can't. There's the this strategy one thing the play- that the least certain. He deploys <laughs> a strategy in the playoffs. However, it's flawed. Yes. And it's been flawed for two years now. Yes. So we'll see we'll how see. it changes. Okay. So I, I, I like applaud the guy for trying things, but you know, like they didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's that's kind of it with the organizational questions. Um, so now let's uh, let's get into like more player, player, uh, player questions, I guess. So for first one, just a little fun one. Favorite player on the Leafs, current Leaf. Pick Ooh. one. You can only pick one. I can't do. Oh, okay. Current player on the Leafs. I got three seconds. Three, two, one. It's Austin Matthews. Okay. I'm just gonna go with the easy. That's one. an easy Austin one. Austin Matthews. Forty-five percent picked Austin Matthews. I'm gonna go with electric. Jake Muzzin just because I frick it. I've honestly fallen in love, which I'm ready to propose soon to Jake Muzzin oh, over this past. <laughs> He's just been. I've been gushing about him all offseason. I can't wait to see him play this year. Austin Matthews is just so exciting to watch. The hands, the shot, like the one timers. He's he's the electric factory. Yeah. Another another fun one that was there is the I think the second highest is Jason Spezza. Did no, yeah, no. I think it was Matthews. The colors are different. No, no. Matthews Spezza is forty five. Spezza is still twelve point two. Wow. Yeah. yeah. People like when you take less money. Yeah. He <laughs> <Three> scores too. <laughs> um, all right. Next one. Favorite least player all time. Cody CC. Cody CC. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's fair. Uh, I, I think, saw the highest is Matt Sundin. I, th- I think that's for, I'd say Curtis all, Joseph. It all depends on your yeah. But you're a goalie though. It yeah. all depends on your age. But I feel like around our Curtis Joseph, Ed Bell for something yeah. like that. Our demographic, I'd say I'd say Matt Sundin. What a pleasure it was watching that guy play. Oh yeah, I mean we pulled up those high. I pulled oh, up those yeah. highlights. And you got to go check those out on the YouTube channel. Oh six oh seven. No, I didn't put it on YouTube. Oh, oh you put them on Instagram. Yes. Okay, so they're on Instagram. Oh six oh seven and oh seven oh eight when he's like. 34, 35, and he's still just falling like, off. <laughs> still dominating. Uh, uh, people. Yeah. Like, like, incredible. Yeah. Incredible. What a specimen of a human. Yeah. Um, all right. This one's a little fun one. If Kyle Dubas had to trade a core member of the Leafs in the next six, six months, who should it be? Core member. Ooh. And so that would. That would constitute someone such as Matthews, Nylander, Marner. Even Brody, Tavares, Muzzin. Brody, Muzzin, uh, I, Riley. I, I think it, it would end at like the big three f- defensemen and then the top four forwards. I think that's the, fair to say big that's the three, core. Yeah, because if it was fourth, I'd say Justin, Justin Hall. Justin Hall, if yeah. you can upgrade on him. Yeah. Solid player, good to cap it. But if you can upgrade on Justin Hall, why not? Mm-hmm. And you can fit it under the cap. But in terms of those guys, holy... I'd say my the least valuable out of them is Morgan Riley, but the most valuable or least valuable, I guess. Yeah, Morgan Riley out of all those is the least valuable. I you think say. so? Because like he's a Brody. UFA. Not even I like Brody. I like Muzzin more Fair. than him, and I like the four forwards better than him. So you you would go with Mo- Morgan Riley? I just had a process of elimination. That's fair. Interesting. Good I'd term. also yeah. I'd also I would go with no one, but that's not an option. So we're gonna go with Morgan Riley. The pers- exactly. It was interesting for this one. We had a, almost a split at 36 percent between i feel like you'll be able to guess this uh between morgan riley and mitch marner, mitch marner. yeah because anyways um mitch marner's gonna go out next season he's gonna put up 95 points and we're gonna forget about yeah it. so whether he does that in the playoffs as well mm-hmm. does it, it does it, here's the thing we'll, have to wait and see. we'll see we'll see but i'm going to draft up so there's it's a little off topic but uh Josh Allen is a football player, and a lot of people were down on him two years ago. He literally played fantastic last year, and there's been this thing circling on Twitter. It's a Josh Allen apology letter, and so anyone who doubted him has to sign that letter. I'm going to create a Mitch Marner apology letter. So any of you Mitch Marner what haters... Happens, what happens if he doesn't? I'll apologize for creating the letter. I'll create my own letter apologizing for creating Do the it. letter. <laughs> Put it together. All right, it's getting done. We'll so. It. I'll have that in the in the belt for as the season com- when the season comes up, and I'll just tweet at tweet at anyone who wants to talk slander the apology letter. Anyways, on to the next one. Um, and that, I'm not saying we should trade Morgan Riley. I'm saying like just out of the core, by process of elimination, he's the least valuable 
he would be the one to be traded. Yes, fair. That's all I'm saying. Because I just went on a whole tangent earlier in the episode about don't trade Morgan Ryan. Yes, yes, that's very <laughs> so, fair. It's a little, little asterisk on that. You're yes. forced to trade someone. So, gun to my head. It makes it just. I don't know how you can argue that. Makes the most sense. Um. So the next one is what offseason addition did you like the most? And which offseason addition did you like the least? Between Richie, Mrazic, Bunting, Case, Comp, and you can throw in a prospect Gosh. if you want. Oh. Jared McCann, maybe? Yeah. No, I, I would have been honestly, Jared McCann would have been far and above my favorite offseason <laughs> acquisition. Um, however, unfortunately, he's no longer on the team. So, what if I said, I don't even remember, Hollander. <laughs> no. um, the, my favorite acquisition, I would say, oh, the thing, there's so many different schools of thought on this one because Bunting is such a low price, high ceiling kind of guy. Kasha's the same sort of thing. Um, but, damn, uh I'd say Peter Mrazek. Peter Mrazek, okay. I'm going to go with Peter Mrazek just because I feel like it really solidifies our goaltending tandem. Last year, we were kind of running on one goaltender. There were times Frederick Anderson was playing well. There was also times he was playing like poo. Um, Jack Campbell was injured for a good portion of last year. And when he was back, Frederick Anderson was out. So it seemed like we only had one goaltender to rely on last year. Michael Hutchinson did put forth a couple good games. Like, he didn't look that good. He was, the other team's offense more so just played like shit. But Michael Hutchinson did whatever. But I'm just excited to have a good, solid, healthy tandem. That you're confident in. That yeah. I'm confident in. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because I feel like once we became confident in Campbell, we didn't become confident in Freddie Anderson, right? The reason why we became confident in Campbell was out of a – like Freddie Anderson was on the decline. We're kind of like – Oh, if, there was one point for Jack Campbell had played like one game this year – and it was he was getting so much praise, and yeah. it was because Anderson just wasn't performing that that well. I yeah. feel like some of the criticism was, I don't know, not warranted. They were giving up a lot of good chances. However, that last Calgary game before his extended absence was mm-hmm. awful. Yeah, I feel like awful, we were just used awful. to him playing a lot better than what, what we saw, which was part of the reason why he got a lot of flack for what he did. Exactly. And um, percentage-wise, breakdown, the most popular was... 28%. What was your pick? What was your pick? Oh, me, Michael Bunting for sure. I, lo- I honestly love that guy. He's Scarborough, Ontario. Scarborough, Ontario native. Didn't add him in fantasy, but he's a player I would have liked to add in fantasy. <laughs> Did you already have your draft? No, I, I, I'm not even playing fantasy hockey this year. No? Just yeah. too much time. I'm committed to football. Football is my one true love. But anyways, <laughs> for, for fantasy. Um, right. But yeah, I'd take Michael Bunting. I love Michael Bunting. He's just... It's a good pick. Just he's tenacious. Just the, the type of... He's... He's our Zach Hyman replacing fingers crossed. Anyways, the percentages, the, what the people thought is interesting. Neither of our picks was the most popular. It was Nick Ritchie. It was Nick Ritchie at 28%. The big rig from Orangeville. Yeah, that's interesting. So it was 28% Ritchie, 26% Mrazic, interesting, 18% Bunting, and 15% Cash. So pretty much those big four. Not too many people were happy about Comp. Not really seeing a lot of... That doesn't really give us the deservedly there, so. Now on to the next one. Who, which offseason edition did you like the least? I think David that's Kampf. It. Yeah, David Kampf. Yeah, I think that our answer is unanimous. There, twenty percent. Seen David a lot Kampf. of positive stuff like coming from like certain Chicago people. Oh, he was a shutdown center. He was so good defensively. He shut down McDavid in the bubble. But it's mm-hmm. like, okay, but like the numbers just aren't there yeah. to justify one and a half million. Yeah. I'm not gonna pretend I watched him very closely at all or at any point but i don't even know if I a could, guy that's yeah. total zero offensively to get one and a half over two and who's shown mediocre defensive numbers who knows T- chicago was a tire fire on defense yes. last year yeah outside of lankin it they were a tire fire yeah so maybe his average defensive numbers on that team took a hit yeah. we're good we're actually yeah. like very good relatively but i don't know that and based on what i know of David Camp is my least favorite by a mile. Yeah, and most of these models out there do. Honorable mention to Curtis Gabriel. I don't know how he got a one-way deal. <laughs> he he didn't, he's not even on this, but um, just a small little thing about confidence. Like most of the on like the advanced metrics you see on Twitter, they do isolate for impact, and they do make it so that 
or they try to make it so that it's only it's the player and not the, the team player. around them. They try and like yeah. remove the impact of the team around them. So, but obviously, like nothing is perfect. No model is perfect. So maybe maybe it is hurting him a bit. We'll see. But twenty eight percent picked David Kampf, which is not a surprise. There. So what was a surprise for me is that it was almost like a split for the other three. Twenty one percent said Peter Morazic. I don't know. I don't know about that. That's so weird to me. So twenty six said that they. That there was their favorite offseason edition, and twenty six said it was their least favorite. Or, sorry, twenty one <laughs> said it was their least favorite. So it's like we got so which one is that? Yeah, we got we got a big split here between which fans. Which one is that? And then sixteen um, percent didn't like Nick like Nick, Nick Ritchie the least, and fourteen percent liked Cash the least. Which is like those I can like. Gosh, I, I don't know. I, I, That's kind of weird. See, there. Well, the, the option was 1. no one two five for a guy that played three games last year. I get sure. it. I got it. Played like what, 20 games in the last two years. So we, but we talked. All about, right. I understand that. We one. talked but about we the risk talk, with him. Yeah. yeah. We, it's like, okay, he doesn't play. Stick him on IR. LTIR. It's, it's not, a, it's not coming out of our pockets. It's MLSC's pocket. So like, exactly. <laughs> so I already give them enough money for the game. So I, I know some people don't like him. Yeah. No, he plays, but, but yeah, I don't I, know, I'm happy with, I'm happy with, Bunting, Richie, Kasha, Mrazic. I'm just, I'm just more shocked. People just didn't select nobody. You know what I mean? Like, I, they're just happy with, yeah, NA. Just ha- happy with all the all the off season additions. But shows what a, a wide variety of opinions mm-hmm. this stupid fan base has. <laughs> uh, we can't, we can't even figure out which player to hate. <laughs> we got. Um, so next. So we got, we did the off-season edition you like the least. Am I missing something? All right, let's do re-sign Morgan Riley for seven mil on a seven or eight-year deal. I'm like 35% yes, 65 no. I'm torn on that. I can't like, to go hard one way or another, I'd be lying to myself. Maybe even 45 yes. Okay, so the split is fifty six percent no, forty three percent yes. Yeah, I think so. You're you're around there. Yeah, we're all in the same boat here. I think I'm a little bit lower on the yes part, but around there. The fan base seems. I I feel like we all feel like that's a little like rich for Morgan Riley. But here's the thing, like that. What if he shores up defensively? We saw it in the playoffs. I'm just wondering, like. Maybe. What if? He'd be so good if he did. Like 50 points offensively. He's like replacement level defensively even. Yeah. I I was piping him for the Norris three years ago, but he's got to take a big step forward defensively to do oh, that, yeah. and he has not done that over the past You're also years, not so. going to see him score 20 goals again. Yeah. His shots stinks. I, that, made, that made no sense that season. That was just crazy shooting luck. Anyways. Oh, yeah. Um, did the Leafs make the right decision in keeping the top four big money forwards together this offseason? Yes. Yes. 57% yes. said yes. 42% no. Last season, 89% said yes. So we're feeling... It's such a lazy take. You can't win yeah. paying your top four guys $40 million. Like, it is. It really yes, is. Yes, you can. Other teams are you going can. out there paying guys $10 million defensemen for it. It doesn't matter. Like, they, like you can oh, do it. Oh, it's never been done before. But, like, okay. How, 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 30, how, how yeah. long ago were... Guys getting paid $10 million AAV, that is. AAV. In the salary cap era, it, it's very short. Mm-hmm. And, like, and we've had two repeat cup winners in that time. Yeah, and two of those repeat cup winners, their top two biggest forward, were paid more than our per- percentage-wise. In terms wise. of cap hit percentage, yes, Malkin it was. and Crosby got and paid way more. And it took a, a couple years later mm-hmm. when that cap number wasn't as strong for them to win the cup. Yeah. So... Uh- yeah. Pump the brakes. Yeah. Um, that stupid take. Did the, lazy. Did the Leafs make the right decision in letting Zach Hyman go? Yes or no? Yes. Yeah, 81%. Resounding yes. yes. I think it's a... Re- yeah, that's... He got paid so much money. 5.5 is rich. Wouldn't want to pay him... Was it even... Was it 5.5 five or 5.7? Five I think it's 5.5. Five. Okay, that sounds about right. Um, over eight years, too. Over eight years, yes. No, seven, seven years. Seven, seven years yes, because seven they years. didn't make the trade. That's a long time. Don't forget that. That's a long time. A long time. Yeah. And he's not young. Seven years, yeah. Anyways, did the least make the right decision letting Frederick Anderson go? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Ninety-five percent. Yes. yes. Four and a half for a guy thirty-two, or I think he's around thirty-two. So yeah, 
between goaltender, defense forwards, and overall depth, what's your biggest concern? Ooh. Uh, oh, my God. So you said goaltenders? Goaltenders, defense, forward, and overall depth. Those were the four options. Ooh. I'm just going to go with – I know it's lazy, but I'm going to go with the forwards. Okay. Playoff time specifically. Yep. Because when – like when we need them most not, when you need it most they're not there they're they not the avengers been, like look at the game sevens i don't think austin matthews has put forth a point like no mitch marner i think is in a similar boat like yeah. that's that's tough to win john Tavares, since he got here has one goal yeah in three of those games well sorry two he didn't play this year yeah but like are they going to be able to push over that hump and I think it all starts with the forwards. Yeah. So 61% actually said overall depth is what they're worried about, which is honestly like I'm happy with what they did in their depth. And I think your answer, the forwards, only 13% said forwards, 16% said goaltending, which is interesting. But like, I agree, honestly, just the forward group in general, because our depth didn't look good in the play. Like, our forward group in general looked awful in the playoffs. You're, that's, that's it. Yeah. We weren't, we weren't the, the, the group that we saw in the regular season in the, in the playoffs. And that's, I guess what I'm most worried about going in, not not going into the season, but yeah, in the future, exactly. Assuming the least make the playoffs, but overall yes. depth. That's interesting. I thought I, I thought I thought they shorted I liked up what they did with their depth. Like they, I'm a little I, bit surprised by that. I think they're they're like their defensemen seven eight. Like I'm like not the most comfortable with, it, but if shit hits the fan, I'm okay with like starting on the sixth and fifth and sixth defensemen, Lilligan and whoever of the Philip Crawls or Christians no, Rubens. Not I don't know anywhere near the least. Kristen's Rubens, whoever. No. No? Let's um, see how. <laughs> it would be the other two guys that they signed this offseason on two-way deals. Biega? Biega, yeah. And and there's one other Dahl- guy I can't remember. Dahlstrom? Yeah. Carl Dahlstrom. Yeah. It would be those two. Maybe even Timu Kivihame? Timu Kivihame? Yes. Is he signed for next year? Yes. Then, yeah, it would be him around there. Yeah. So, uh, again, and their forward depth. Crawl, Rubens, none of those guys are. Duzak, I don't think any of those guys. Hollowell. Yeah. Maybe Hollow. Uh, I think maybe. I uh, think they. I don't know. I don't know anything about Hollow, but I feel like he's still a couple quite, years away. Quite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, assuming there is an uh, eighty-two game season this season, how many games should Jack Campbell play? Under thirty, between thirty and thirty-nine, forty and forty-nine, fifty plus. Uh, forty and forty-nine. Yeah, seventy-four percent agree with you. So that's that's the big one there. I think that makes the most sense, barring any injury and the full seasons played. Forty to forty-nine, almost a dead even split with Peter Mrazek would make the most sense. Yeah. Um, which well, this is a fun one. Which winger would you want to see with Matthews and Marner? I'm just gonna say Bonte, because that's what I mocked it as. Yeah, speed, some good finishing ability, and limited NHL games. That's who I want to see too. He was the second option, third, third sorry, the second highest picked one, twenty six percent. The the first highest, I think, Nick Ritchie, which we could have seen coming oh, with. Yeah. How many people like the addition of Nick Ritchie? Thirty three percent said Nick Ritchie, and. Um, interestingly enough, thirteen percent want Nick Robertson up there, which I love. I love to see that. That's I love fun. that energy in the, in the least fan base. Something of no, I think it was Myrtle who tweeted it, um, and I don't know how he he prefaced by saying I don't know how serious this is, but I believe in the practice that the Leafs had recently. Um, Bunting was skating with the Tavares line, so that's something that we're gonna probably watch going into camp. I don't know how much credence there is to it. Um, I wasn't there, so I don't know if they had other skates and this only this one line rush, whatever they were doing that he saw had bunting on that line. But it's interesting because uh, I honestly thought he was going to be playing that top line with Matthew Smart. But I agree. we'll see. We will see. Um, who do you believe should be the least number three center this season? Pierre Engvall, David Kampf, Kerfoot, Nylander, Spezza. Kerfoot. Kerfoot. Or sorry, David Kampf. David Kampf. Because it'll be Kerfoot on his wing. On his wing, yes. Yeah, so that's what 70, I think. 78% of the votes went to either Kerfoot or Kampf. 50% saying Kampf. So... Makes sense. I mean, we got the guy, right? So we got to play him now. He's the, see his, what he can do. Exactly, it's his shutdown role. Let's let's see that Barry line. In, well, Spezza fourth line, just because I don't think he can play more than eleven minutes a no. game, and yeah. eleven max. So, yeah. um, that's my that's why. Uh, should the Leafs keep Nick Robertson in the NHL this season? Yes, he's too good to go to the AHL. No, Leafs forward group is too crowded. Uh, no, no, forty-two percent said no. I think I think it's no two, but I think he's hopefully plays his way on the team. Exactly, I'm in the same boat as you on that one. And then, same thing with uh, Lillardian. 
same boat as Robertson. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's no, but. It's unfortunate, but I, I it's the circumstances. It's log jammed. Yeah. I mean, he, he's number one call. I think the, both those guys are number one yeah, call. Seventh. At, but mm, I don't know if Robertson's the 13th forward right now. I think, but I'm more confident saying Lilligan's the seventh defenseman than it? Robertson is the 13th forward. Oh, Engvall's still, Engvall's still there. Yeah. So yeah, Eng, okay. Engvall's probably the 13th. I, I, I don't know if that is cash in the lineup or out of the lineup. I, I, I honestly have to take a look. So, yeah, Wayne, yeah, Wayne Simmons as well. I don't know. Um, how have the roster changes? Uh, all right, no, sorry. Let's go to this one. So the Leafs finished with 113 points last season on like a point pace. Sorry. Point pace. What do you predict that they'll get this year, assuming they finish? They, assuming it's a full season, under 90, 90 to 95, narrow miss, narrowly missed the playoffs. 96 to 100 is a low playoff team. 101 to 105 is a contender. More than 105 is usually the cup favorite. 101 cup favorite. to 105. 101 to 105. I like that. I'm in that. Yeah, that's the majority of people think that too. I think honestly, we're all we're all on the same page here. We are all on the same page here. Um, last one is uh, what prospects are you most excited about? Amarov, Nice, Lilligan, Niemla, Robertson. I'm gonna go with Robertson just because he's here. Rodi and Amarov's not here until. Yeah. I think it's 22-23, so the season after. I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on his games in Salavata Yulayev, but um, I think that's how you pronounce it. But that uh, that's why I would pick Robertson over Amarov. Yeah. But Amarov, to me, is our number one prospect. Interesting. Yeah, that's, that's I like his. He's a little bit more skilled. He has a better shot than uh, Nick Robertson. Like That's where I'm more interested in Ro- Rodi and Amarov over Robertson, but it's very narrow, and mm-hmm. Robertson is here, so yeah. I'll go with Robertson. Yeah, Robertson, 52%. That's a crowd favorite. Amarov, 24%. It's going to be fun. I'm, I'm I cannot wait to – whenever these kids are ready, I can't wait to see them go. Right. That's all so I'm going to So let's get to this last question yeah, so, that you have here. So there's the, a fun one. It's the two, there's two of them. They're both, both very similar. One of them is the biggest – obstacle between the Leafs and the Stanley Cup they are cursed the f- 53.5 percent of the votes went to not goaltending not defense not forwards not coaching not management but it went to they are the Leafs they are the Leafs that is the state we are at for anyone who is not a Leafs fan listening to this podcast we are so worried about us being a, a team that exists we th- that's that was a Pierre Dorian <laughs> we're a team but we are a team the, our entire organization's existence is our biggest obstacle right now which is insane and the last fun one what do you describe your level of satisfaction rooting for the least right now the most popular pick not happy not hopeful not content not angry just resigned resigned we are just so sick and tired of being sick and tired <laughs> of this stupid team so although i liked what they've done this off season yeah Hopefully we're you t- have to win a playoff round, or I'm gonna lose my mind. Oh yeah, we, this organization has been around for a hundred years, and we're hoping that the it's been hell for the last sixty four. Since two thousand four, they have not won a playoff round. We're hoping these past we're five years are us turning the corner every single day. Pretty much. I hope this is the last step around the corner. And we're finally there. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, anything else you want to get to today? Or? I think that's all from me. Yeah. Prospect yeah. tournament coming up. Preseason. We'll be opening shortly, I think a day or two after our next episode. Around there, yeah. Yeah. I think the 22nd it opens, so. A lot of fun stuff. We're, of stuff. we're all all, all lease all right in. now. We're all in this year, so. Remember what? Uh, <laughs> that was a good time. Anyways. Um, yeah. And uh, Amazon all, in, uh, all or Nothing series comes out October 1st, I want to say. Holy smokes. That's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a fun September. Looking forward to it. First game's October 13th. We're less than a month away. 13 or 14, I can't remember. But yeah, 13, I October think 14th. So we're, by the time you listen to this episode, we're exactly, no, we're less than a month away. So We are. We're exactly a month away, I think, right now. Right now. Wow. Puck's All dropping right, right now. <laughs> All um, right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and follow us on Insta, follow us on Twitter. And uh, that's all we got for today. Thank you. Cool, let's go.